Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Youth Ministries podcast. It's an honor to welcome you to the show today. And I want to say thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule to join us for this episode. Today, we are very honored and privileged to be joined by our friend, Brother Andrew Cox. He is the student pastor at the Pentecostals of Alexandria uh, in Louisiana, and he has been doing that since 2012. Uh, Andrew, along with his wife, Danielle, they enjoy life to its fullest with their two daughters, Emma Claire and Grayson, five years old and three months old. He is the former district youth president for the Louisiana District. We are super honored to have him on the podcast today, and, and today he's going to be talking to us about the subject, longevity in youth ministry. And I will say that beyond even his tenure at the POA, he has been in youth ministry for 13 years, and so he is certainly a seasoned vet, and he is very qualified to be talking to us on this subject. Andrew, it's an honor to have you on the podcast today. Why don't you go ahead and greet all of our listeners, and, and uh, thanks again for joining us. Absolutely. Uh, super excited to be with you today, Matt. You're a great friend, and I thank you for that. Um, just having known you the last few years has been an honor, getting to know you and, and watching you as a leader uh, and and learning from you um, that the great stuff that you're doing. Super thankful just to, to have learned from that and then to be doing this today. Really excited. So hopefully I can help someone somewhere um kind of my story matt is i hated the idea of doing student ministry uh y'all have asked me to to talk on longevity and student ministry and as you mentioned i've been doing it for 13 years now and i would have never thought (laughs) i would have been in student ministry that long um i didn't really uh enjoy anything really about student ministry, the idea of it, leading it in in any of those manners. Um, I I just didn't see myself doing it. But God had uh, things, uh, I guess you would say, on his plate that that he wanted me to do. And so I've been doing those things. And now that I'm coming to an end or or nearing my end, uh, I love student ministry. I love students and I don't want to (laughs) quit. But um, it it has been fun on the longevity of it. I really, you know, it hasn't felt that long. Um, of course, I'm high strung, uh, a lot of energy, have to always be doing something typical, you know, a student model, needs something to do, something fresh, something new. So I, I think that's helped me a lot. Um, you know, th- there... I think one of the things that I what has helped me or what has benefited me is always trying to connect with who they are as an individual instead of trying to get them to mold to who I am as a person. Just um, I'm kind of a chameleon of sorts. So if you want to go play basketball, I can go play basketball. Or if you want to go read a book, I know it's weird. I can go read a book. I'm a book nerd. Uh, great book recommendation if if anybody is a book nerd out there uh michael hyatt wrote a book that is is fantastic on a vision driven leader um fantastic read if you haven't read it but anyway okay. there's my book nerd so coming just to out clarify, of me. over your tenure as a youth pastor for 13 years or being in student ministry you just have like these corporate book reading sessions with students or what <laughs> <laughs> well uh, n- not necessarily that we all go to a 
you know, a, a coffee shop because I'm a tea drinker but and read books. But I do have a nucleus of students, which is intriguing to me, the amount of students out there that love to read that we're constantly uh, brainstorming uh, or I'll share books. I have one one guy, he'll come in and he knows he can just come in. Uh, I have a, you can see it actually in the back is a whole bookshelf uh, and he can come in and borrow any book. The only uh, requirement is, is that he brings it back. So uh, yeah, it's not like a, a whole student <laughs> ministry, you know, where we're a book club. I was going to say, but, I've never employed that uh, as a youth pastor. I've never just, hey, let's go read books together, But but maybe I should start. I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I think it's back again, though. Uh, that's probably what has has kept me um, in the in the in the mode for that long. Is uh, what the point I was getting at is there? There's something about every student that I find that I wind up liking, so it keeps you young, no matter as they age out a new a new group comes in and it's really fun like for instance for example right now this is so terrible um we got a new uh hobby shop in town that is around football cards baseball cards basketball cards pokemon cards well i have friends we're all older guys but we're taking students <laughs> to the card shop because we like cards, and and so we're we're showing them <laughs> our bad habits of buying cards. So it, you're connecting with the student, but it's also you know fulfilling something when right. you were a student that that which you loved. So I, I think you know it, it's been fun evolving with students, but staying yourself if that yeah. makes sense. Um, I love uh, being in the woods, so I, I'll bring students to the woods, and and I find that. The same things that that I like to do. If you'll spend time with them, uh, they'll 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 you'll learn that they like to do it. Like for instance, I have one guy. Uh, he's a college athlete. He's a college baseball player. Well, I used to. I love hitting, so we'll go hit. You know, uh, occasionally together, uh, hit baseballs, and and you know I'm older now, so I'm 37, so not as fluid as I used to be, or, or as uh, limber as I used to be. Uh, but we were hitting a, a few months ago, and and uh, I hit a really good one, and he hadn't yet hit one that good, and I, and it was a, a way of connecting with him that the old man yeah. still has it. Well, um, one of the questions, and you've kind of already started to unpack it, um, I guess, what has it been that has kept you in youth ministry for these full 13 years? Of course, you talked, just you know, you hit on um, God had other plans, so the will of God certainly plays a part. Um, also, it sounds like the uniqueness of youth ministry a little bit that you're dealing with, you know, students that are, you know, at times can be quirky and, and, uh, you know, they're kind of becoming adults themselves and kind of learning the ropes of life. So, so the uniqueness of youth ministry, are there any other things that you would say have kept you in youth ministry and maybe even a broader question? Um, what are, what are some of the differences in your mind between, you know, youth ministry and just general church ministry? Uh, and maybe that's another thing that has uh, kept you uh, interested in it. Yeah. Uh, so, Matt, I would think probably what has kept me, probably the most pivotal thing that has kept me is watching uh, a student come into junior high ministry because I oversee, fortunately I have great help, but I oversee our college, our high school, and our junior right. high ministries. And I have great coordinators that coordinate each of those. But what has been really rewarding for me has kept me is is seeing a sixth grader uh, 
uh, evolve as a person going to college, that whole process, you marry them, uh, and then they come on and start helping you in leadership. I don't think there's anything more, more rewarding. I think, you know, uh, probably we would dress the word up as discipleship. Uh, for me, it's just we're great friends. And the friendships that I've developed over over these years is staggering. I just had a, a, a guy today that was just a day text me. Um, he's <laughs> this is a terrible too. So we just went through a hurricane. I get in a bunch of terrible <laughs> predicaments because I, I just love students. So we just came out of a hurricane. His internet connection is still not reestablished. So he asked if he could come to my, my house and sit in the driveway and download an update for his game that we play together so he could hotspot tonight so so he could game tonight. But that's our relationship, right. and he's actually a, a leader now in student ministry. Um, but just being able to see their development, you know, we dress it up as the word discipleship. To me, it's friendship. Um, and in those moments, in, in the big moments in life, you have that uh, – respect from them, that permission from them, that you can really guide who they are. Uh, and that's a very serious thing for me. And you can position them. It's, to me, it's very important that I'm seeking uh, the mind of Christ uh, and what, when I'm speaking into their lives. And so uh, this guy's actually like a little brother to me. That's how close we've gotten connected. Um, but it, just seeing them evolve. And I'm dealing with an, another guy right now, the great guy, uh, a, a rough lifestyle coming up, but really didn't have a lot of home support, but he trusted, I guess you could look at me as a, a father figure in his life and he trusted it. And now he's got an awesome story, uh, just a, a wonderful story. Uh, I have a, a young lady that Danielle and I have kind of gone through life with and just a, a, a wonderful story that she didn't have any home support, but she trusted us and just her story is amazing now. Um, so I think that's what's allowed the longevity to happen. Of course, I'm a real passionate guy anyway, and, and I love investing into people. I love getting into the details with people. I'm a problem solver by nature, so a problem is, is in, you know, something that I look forward to, not from a position of, uh, oh, yeah, great, another problem, but there's opportunity to, to be better if we can make the right choices. Right. So, Well, let me, you know, it sounds like you're talking and uh, about – almost like being a big kid at heart in a sense, you know, channeling your inner student, uh, even though, like you said, you're 37. So, uh, you know, let's kind of shift a little bit. Let's talk about this age gap because I'm sure for some, and I know that I, as, uh, I'm nearly 29. So, uh, you know, got a, a few more years left, left in the tank for sure. I would say, but even me, I feel, yeah, even me, sometimes I feel like, uh, the, the, the challenge of connecting with the really young ones or just the trends of culture in, in youth culture these days, I don't always feel like I'm as trendy as I used to be. So, um, I guess, how have you managed to maintain a strong connection as their leader, even though you are getting uh, further along in years than they are? Uh, how do you channel that inner teenager? Yeah, yeah. That great question. Uh, I'm not sure I do a, a great job of it from a perspective of their culture uh, and me embracing their culture or all the new words. And, and this got me in trouble uh, one night. I was speaking and, and I realized right near the end of the message, 
uh, I thought I'd done a really good job, and I realized they hadn't connected at all. So I made a big mistake after church, and I, I asked a few students. I said, "Hey, what are, are a few you know words that are y'all are using today?" Uh, you know, trying to think, well, next time I speak next week, I'll incorporate some of these words. Well, they trust me as a, as a leader and as their pastor. So they start opening up on these words and, you know, I'm a, uh, I don't always go research (laughs) like I should. So next week I, uh, incorporated one of the words that they had told me into my message. I immediately had buy-in from them, but it was from a terrible (laughs) perspective. Um, I think, being me in my unique crazy way has as what has allowed me to identify with them in the world in which they live because right now a lot of people are looking to unique individuals or people who are just being themselves and so i pondered on that and i was like i decided okay i'm just going to be me you know after i made the big uh terrible mistake using a word that that i, I was had no hoping idea. you were going to, to share the word but maybe you really can't I'm, you, you no, always have to, to. <laughs> to cross-reference urban dictionary before you throw these words in yeah <laughs> so so after that I, I i told myself okay well you know what's safe and you know what you did as a student so do that and just be you uh god created you uh just you know you don't have to go recreate yourself but kind of you know uh, put some flavor in it. So I went back to some things that, that I did. Uh, I do the, the deuces sign a lot. And I, and I've noticed a lot of our students are now doing the deuce sign, um, which that may be completely uncool and they just do it to make me feel good. So I'm, I may not be as relevant as I think I am. And they just, you know, I'm the emperor with no clothes on and nobody's telling me, but they do seem to enjoy hanging out with me. Uh, I'm a big icy nerd. So we'll, stu- students will go get ICs, uh, and they know I'm an icy nerd. I-, I did go on a discipline a couple of years ago because I I use this word and it's no disrespect, but I in 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 a funny way I would tell people I'm a fat walrus. So I got tired of being a fat walrus, so I, I went on a lifestyle change, big discipline change, lost about fifty pounds. Um, but I used to eat at Popeyes a lot. Well, what student? doesn't like Popeye's. I mean, spicy chicken and mashed potatoes and gravy is amazing. Um, so I kind of just stayed who I was and then just figured out how I could not make me cool, but make me part of their life to where they would appreciate who I was without changing who I am. And I've learned as you stay true to who you are, identity wise, those students are going to really, really, uh, cling to that or adapt to that. So I think that's probably been the biggest awesome. thing for me. Now, of course, with a widening age gap, um, you know, you would be dealing with, I'm assuming with junior highs, overseeing 12, 13 year olds. So, um, you know, some would perceive a, a big age gap as a disadvantage. Of course, there's pros and cons. I think there's advantages to being uh, further along in life, married with kids. You almost become a picture of what life can be to all these young students um, so I guess in your view, just uh, maybe a brief comment at, at least, um, do you view your age as more of an advantage or as a disadvantage? Just comment on that. You know, I would say in certain scenarios, it's a big disadvantage. I'll use lock-ins <laughs> yes. as an example. <laughs> I hate lock-ins uh, with a passion. Um, fortunately, our junior high coordinator is an amazing guy. His name is Garen Stanley. He and his wife, Barbara, 
they are unbelievable leaders. So they love lock-ins. <laughs> um, so junior high loves them because they love lock-ins. I don't do, um, I don't do those things. Those are, you know, a, a disadvantage for me. Probably the the advantages of it is they can look to see that I'm not an idiot. I do have some some experience that I can help them through, walk them through those ideas. Uh, so those are benefits. Uh, I think overall the age gap is a big um, benefit from the perspective of I still kind of can get on their level. I'm not that old yet but they can look to me as someone that, that they still trust. And I'll use a personal example. When I was in college, I had a huge life decision for, um, it, it was really a major, major defining moment in my life. And I didn't go to my peers. I didn't go to my parents. I went to a gentleman that was much older than I was, but had also kept himself relatable to me. And so I trusted him and I went to him for advice even though he was much older. Uh, so the, the age gap there was massive. I mean, he could be my dad uh, as far as that, but he was more of a respected icon in my life. And that was a huge difference for me there. So I think the benefit for my age gap is to recognize that they're looking not for a yes person, but they're looking for an answer uh, and to allow that age to give them the answer that they're yeah, seeking. That's beautiful. Awesome. Um, you know, I, you just mentioned briefly a bit ago, uh, as you're coming to a close, is that, is that something that's official? That is a transition that's happening in your life? Is that something you're even able to comment on here in the, on the podcast? On the I, podcast? Yeah, I don't know that it's official. Um, I think anyone that can read behind, between the lines, uh, there's no obvious timeline that, that I have right now, but, uh, I'm definitely, uh, on the back side of the mountain, which is a little, uh, I didn't figure I'd ever struggle with it, but I, I have because, uh, and I'm, I'm looking forward to the future, um, because of, I think the area that how I'll be able to evolve here in our local church and, and how great our, our church is kingdom minded. Um, I can definitely see that there'll be a, a smooth transition where I'll still be involved heavily in their life, which is extremely rewarding to me. But yeah, it, it's been yeah. a struggle. Um, it's not, there's not a certain date, but it, it'll be sooner rather than later. And I don't know if I'm happy <laughs> about it, completely well, happy about it. So I'll, I'll still probably show up at a retreat and annoy yeah, people. Yeah. <laughs> um, I still probably attend some youth camps. I, I just, I'm a, you said it earlier, I'm a big kid at heart and I love yeah. to have well, that's fun. A, that's a good problem to, uh, to not want to leave. I, I guess that's better than, than not being able to wait to get out. So uh, good problem. You know, I, a couple more questions and just I, I'm really enjoying hearing your thoughts on some of these things. I think one of the enemies of being successful in youth ministry is viewing youth ministry as a stepping stone to quote unquote real ministry. Um, I, I guess maybe for somebody that uh, views it as that, um, is there anything that you would say to a person like that? Uh, any comments that you would share off the top of your head? Yeah, you, you cut out just for a second there, but um I think I can speak from both perspectives because originally I didn't want to do student ministry and I did look at it as a stepping stone. I didn't appreciate it from the perspective I do now. 
Uh, I, I guess, you know, 14, 15 years ago, I would have looked at it, you know, at someone doing student ministry. Oh, they're just a stepping stone to where their next point is. So, which may have been why I didn't want to do it, because I felt in the long run that I would pastor. Uh, I knew what God had placed in my life. And maybe I didn't look at, maybe I had a skewed perspective that, that leading students is pastoring them. So I would encourage people that are looking into student ministry or are leading students currently, you're a major, major voice in their life. Even if you're not assigned a title of pastor, I'm not a titles guy. So let's wash titles out of the picture. Uh, I don't think when I get to heaven, God is going to look at me and say, oh, great, come on up here, Pastor Andrew. Uh, So I'm not a titles guy. Um, You are a shepherd in their life. And and go study. We don't have time today, Matt, but go study what shepherd means. I think we've miscontorted uh, in today's world what a shepherd is. You're a shepherd in their life. And I take that really personal, which may be another reason why I'm struggling with uh, transitioning. If I, It'd be really bad if I wasn't going to remain here at POA because I just couldn't remove myself from these people's life because I've shepherded them so long. And fortunately... Pastor Anthony is unbelievable and has given me the room to do that, extremely kingdom-minded, and um, has allowed me to grow. Uh, But you're a shepherd in their life, and, you know, my discipline in life, one of my disciplines in life is when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is read read the Scripture, and then I, I seek God, and I'm constantly seeking God for the students that I'm shepherding. And they're almost like kids to me. I'm now a dad with a a five-year-old and a a three-month-old. But all these students are are like my kids. And I really think I would do just about anything for most of them. Now, some of them, Matt, you'll appreciate this. We wouldn't do anything (laughs) for. But (laughs) uh, most of them, you know, they're mine. And and I'll I'll fight anybody for them. But, again, that's my personality. I'm very passionate, and and I love them. And I think they would tell you that, even though I'm 37. Yeah, yeah absolutely. A couple more questions here. Um, has there ever been a moment over the past 13 years where you felt an urge to, you know, hang it up? It's like, oh, well, now I'm 30, or now I'm 35, or, you know, and you felt that desire or or some sort of a, a shift in your spirit. Um, and I guess what, has, what kept you uh, planted there in youth ministry up to this point? Yeah, um... I think my passion fuels me. So as far as hanging it up, that's never really been an option. Uh, you mentioned earlier a reference that I was youth president for Louisiana for eight years. And I think at the conclusion of that, I kind of realized that not that I was hanging it up. And Drew Galloway, our, our president now, is fantastic, great leader. And we had a, an amazing transition with him. But I think I did recognize that though I wasn't hanging it up, my uh, influence was shifting. So, and it was a challenge. Uh, it, it was some some questioning moments for me is, you know, are you still connecting? Are you still relevant? Um, are you stagnant to them? So I did some assessing um, and did some some studying on, you know, on, on those subjects. And, and when, it, when it all came back to it, I still felt the assurance from Christ that this is where I'm supposed to be right now. And so 
I started talking to the people that matter in my life instead of listening to the voices that don't matter, uh, literal voices or cultural voices that were saying, you're too old, you need to move on. I started listening to the voices that matter uh, and, you know, the God voices, the pastor voices, and then the, the handful of friends that I have that speak into my life, which is very minimal intentionally. And those voices were speaking very clearly uh, that I was still extremely effective in where God had placed me at that time. So I think that kind of not renewed, but it, it kept me at the pace that I like to go at, uh, which is a, is a high pace. The moment, I will say this, the moment I think my pace uh, is going to shift is probably when that, that timeline is speed up. Um, but as far as being stagnant or not uh, passionate about it, that, that I don't understand that. I know there's people that go yeah. through that, and I'm not being disrespectful of that. But that's never happened for me, um, so so I don't know. Uh, I used to struggle personally, and if I'm going too long, you can interrupt me. I used to struggle personally, so this has kind of helped me. When I was younger, I would hear people say, you know, God spoke to me and, and told me I was going to do this. Well, I have yet to hear God's audible voice in my life, so I would struggle with, am I called to this, or is God leading me here? And and I I learned through time and through talking with people, how God speaks to me. And so I've never felt the absence of God to where I was stagnant. And, and I, I hope that doesn't mean, or I hope that doesn't uh, offend someone, but while I've never always just been on a mountain top, even when in my lowest of moments, there was still that, I guess, peace that passes understanding or that reassurance that, even though I wasn't running around, you know, floating in the clouds, I was still extremely passionate about what God had, had done. Uh, Jeremiah, you know, he kind of got set up in chapter 19. I've been studying Jeremiah, and it's a depressing book. But, he, you know, he came to the conclusion, I'm not talking anymore about you. Uh, and then in 20, you know, he gives the famous, it's like fire shut up in my bones. So I've, I have had those moments. I don't want to discourage anybody and, and, you know, put out a, a, a cloud out there that I've just you know, always running at a thousand miles an hour. I I have had those moments where they're like, okay, God, you set me up for this and I'm done with you. <laughs> and then, it, you know, you, you're, you come back to reality and you're like, I can't, I, I have to keep yeah. going. No, I, I think that's going to be an encouragement, Andrew, to, you know, maybe somebody that has felt the urge to, to hang it up. And, and I will concur with you in my personal experience. I've never felt a direct voice of God call moment, but I, I've always just been, had a desire to push my local church forward to be involved wherever in whatever capacity I I was needed, and uh, and at this at this time in this season it's youth ministry and I I'm excited to be here and I'm thankful. But um, so just I'll end with one question um, because you know you just mentioned you had a three year old or a three month old excuse me. It's and miserable I, right now. <laughs> I you know I I don't even know I I uh, when when you were kind of giving me some uh, bio points, I had missed that. Congratulations on your on your second yeah, child. Thank you. um, of course, I knew about Emma Claire, but yes, I can uh, attest to the fact that having a three month old can be miserable and sleep is lacking, no doubt. Um, but you know that kind of leads me into my question because as a youth minister gets older, uh, maybe they started out as a single young man or or a 
or a single young lady, perhaps marriage typically does come. And then after marriage, kids come and, uh, and those things require a significant amount of time, rightfully so. Um, so how do you personally make yourself available to your students? You talked about gaming already. You talked about shooting hoops. You talked about, you know, uh, hitting home runs and all that kind of stuff. Um, while still maintaining healthy marriage, uh, strong parental relationship, just, just comment on the balancing act. Um, because the catalyst for this question is, you know, as a youth pastor, sometimes I feel like, um, in order to connect with students, you've got to be very available. So, um, comment on that if you would. Yep. Yep. So, and I think that's one of the things, um, probably where I'm good, uh, or Excel is uh, I, from one perspective, I excel from another perspective schedules, um, I like, but I'm not married to. So if the schedule changes, I'm not disappointed with students. It's funny. We do, you know, these huge planning things. They care less. You can let them know the night before or the day of, and, and they're ready to, you know, to go at it. Um, so, you know, the, the whole constant change, uh, like, you know, right now changing, I love it. So, um, back to, you know, I never did student ministry without Danielle. So I didn't get involved in student ministry, uh, leading student ministry from a title perspective until I was married. Now I was involved here at our local church as a single guy on our youth staff leading from that perspective. But as far as making decisions, uh, global vision, that kind of stuff. Danielle was always beside me. And so she is the perfect balance of my wild craziness. Uh, she brings me back to, to ground zero. I mean, if a student were to walk in right now, I'd probably say, hey, thanks, Matt, for having me. I'm going to get, uh, you know, something. But it is what it is. And they may. It, I keep waiting on somebody to barge in just because that's how they that's know awesome. who I am. Um I think how I've tried over the last couple of years, though, to to really balance my time because my five-year-old Emma Claire is amazing, and her and I have a lot of fun together. So that's taking time. Uh, I'm miserable because I'm not sleeping right now because of Grayson, but just holding her and seeing her smile, she smiles nonstop uh, if she's not crying. Um, as a dad and as a uh, father it's amazing and and then seeing danielle be probably the most amazing mom ever because she does so much i have to give them time so what i've tried to do is be very clear with the team that is helping me on the vision of where we're moving and allowing them to spend time with the students and helping me fill those time gaps uh, now i do still carve out time with the students but it's not nearly as much as I used to. So what I'm trying to do, and I, I mentioned the book earlier on, on The Vision by Michael Hyatt. There's an awesome quote in there. It says, a good leader thinks in shades of gray, but speaks in black and white. So I've tried to start speaking in black and white, if yeah. that makes sense, but letting them lead in shades of gray. So I'm going to tell them where we're going, but as far as how we're going to get there, that's up to them. So they know student relationship is important to me. How they relate, go figure it out. And they may not like going and hitting baseballs, uh, but they may like, 
basket weaving. I don't know. I drew a blank. Um, Pottery. But I am. And and the benefit, I guess, with the longevity, back to the longevity, uh, the benefit is a lot of the team that is helping me now, early on I'd spent so much time with them that they know I love them and I trust them. So I've kind of exampled to them, so they're doing it doing it for them. Uh, I'll reference real quick just a, a young couple that's helping us now. Of course, with COVID, it's been extremely challenging. And to be frank, I don't think I'll speak for myself. You know, there's a lot of things that uh, wish we could have done during the season. But I was speaking with a we. I went and had supper with a young couple that were students, and now we're leading together, which is very rewarding. And as we were talking, they kept mentioning the meetings that they had been having with the students that were coming over to their house, that kind of stuff. And so I realized I'm speaking in black and white, but they're leading in the gray areas, which is a win for for yeah. for everybody. Um, and then the other thing, Pastor Anthony has been, and I don't have to have brownie points with him, so I'm not saying this to to build him up but pastor anthony has been so supportive of our vision as a student ministry to where it's it's provided me here you know i'm in my office today but if i wanted to leave right now and go spend time with the students i could leave you know my five-year-olds in school uh, I'm blessed that I don't work a second job or an outside job. I hate to say full-time ministry because anyone in student ministry is doing full-time ministry. You may just not be getting a paycheck from the church. So if you're in full-time ministry, you're just as important to me as somebody that's getting paid by the church versus paid by corporate world. But if I wanted to leave right now, which I'm lucky from that perspective, or fortunate, blessed, I could go spend time. I could go hit baseballs with a guy. He's in college, so I know his schedule. I could, hey, let's go hit, and he'd be up for it. Or I could go do an icy uh, with the guy. Or we could go out. I'm a big hunter. I love the outdoors. We could go out to my hunting lease and, and spend time. I just texted a guy earlier. Thursday's bow season, opening day here. So we were talking about a student. We were talking about opening day of season. So pastor has allowed me office time, uh, especially over the last few years, as my life has become more cluttered in a good way with family to take my office time and increase the kingdom through, you know, spending time with students. So if you're a pastor listening, please allow your your leaders the time to to spend with students because they do need the time to spend with their family because if you're happy at home, then you'll be happy yeah, everywhere. That's a great answer and uh, very thorough and, and very, uh, very helpful. Andrew, it has been an absolute uh, thrill to have you on the podcast today. And just your insight, your commentary has been so helpful. And I know it's been a blessing. And to everybody here that has been watching, uh, I know you appreciate it as well. And I'll give you the opportunity to, to just close us out and say goodbye. And, and then I'll wrap up this podcast, Andrew. Just just a, a closing greeting uh, salutation, I guess. Yeah, Matt, it's been super. Thanks. It's so good to see you, man. Um, I will say that I can't put enough value on everyone that's watching or listening, the value they have in student ministry. And as a 13-year vet, you know, 13 years ago, I would have appreciated someone saying they believed in me and that they were proud of me because I felt like I didn't have a clue of what I was doing. So 
I know you don't know me and I probably have never seen you and I wish I could get to meet you. But if you're watching or listening, please, as a 13 year vet, I believe in you as a person because God's called you. And if God called you, then I better believe you. Uh, I better believe in you as a person. And I'm extremely proud of you accepting what God has asked you to do and the struggle that's going to come, the reward that's going to come, all the different things that's going to happen. Just please, please, please remember how valuable you are as a student minister leading students. Uh, My five-year-old needs your leadership. My three-month-year-old or my three-month-old needs your leadership. So please, I believe in you. Uh, and, and I'm proud of the work that you're doing for the kingdom of God. So hopefully that'll encourage you today. And I don't know if they're going to share my information, man. I don't know if y'all are going to do that, but you can email me. Uh, I don't do social media. You can inbox me. I do have the platforms, but I rarely get on them. But if you have questions, uh, I'll entertain anybody's question. I love talking about this stuff. I don't know everything. You probably have something I could learn from. So uh, even though I'm on the on the backside, I'd still like to learn from you. But uh, hey, Matt, again, thanks, buddy. You're an awesome guy. You and your family. I, I love y'all's family so much. I wish you lived in Louisiana. And I'd buy you an <laughs> yeah, icy. And, uh, maybe we could do a crawfish boil too sometime if uh, it was the right season. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Guys, thank Standing open All invitation. Right. I, I'll, uh, I'll keep you to that. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in today to the Youth Ministries Podcast. We hope you have a great day. God bless.